Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they've built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. Join us every week as we talk ambition, determination, and success with some of the most interesting, powerful women in the Southeast and beyond. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Wealth Edit Wednesday. Um, Lauren and I are, are, are filming from Atlanta. We Live have, from Atlanta. <laughs> wait, with our wonderful friend, Meredith Mann, who is just somebody that we have wanted to have on the Wealth Edit for now at least a year. Um, and she is a wellness coach and a certified, is it holistic nutritionist? Yes, yeah. Um, and she just has the most awesome Instagram called the peachy spoon and, um, has just great tips and tricks. One of my favorite things Meredith does is when you tell me what to buy at Trader Joe's or Costco, Helpful, but all very, very helpful. And like, actually the type of thing that we can, we can do, you know, it's like our everyday places, which I love that. So Meredith, without further ado, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and, um, to share with everybody kind of what the peachy spoon is and how you got started. Okay, great. Okay. Hi, I'm Meredith Mann. Yeah. Um, so I'm a certified, well, she already said everything certified holistic nutritionist, but also a health coach. Um, but really I, I, I see clients one-to-one right now and kind of tweak their routine and their meals. I'm really passionate about blood sugar balance because that kind of changed my life. I was one of those people that always was either under eating or overeating, but I didn't know that. I was kind of like every afternoon between three and five, I would eat all the things in the pantry and be like, what's wrong with me? You know, I guess I'll just fast longer tomorrow and eat better tomorrow. It was like constant. Um, I also did Whole30 a lot. There's nothing wrong with Whole30. I think it teaches you to look at ingredient lists and like learn nutrition. But for someone like me who can have some gluten and dairy, it kind of caused some like good food, bad food rules in my head. Um, which led to like food guilt. If, you know, I was at a birthday party, I had cake, then you have food guilt because you have gluten and dairy and sugar and it's bad and you shouldn't have had that and all that stuff. So I'm very passionate about a healthy relationship with body and then women nourishing their bodies properly because a lot of the time that afternoon hanger is just a nutrient deficiency, like where you're not getting enough of the right types of food, like proteins and healthy fats and keeping your starches down a little bit at your breakfast and lunch. And that's just leading to like a carb binge because your body is starving. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm super passionate about that. And I just, um, do you want me to share how I started my Instagram? Yeah, yeah, we would love that. So I just knew my kids were all in school for a while. And I felt like I really, I was a stay-at-home mom. Before that, I was a personal trainer. Then I was a stay-at-home mom. And my kids are little, but I really had the stirring in my heart. I was like, I know I'm supposed to do something. Like I'm super passionate. And I'm always, you know, I love nutrition. Always staying on top of like the science because it's always changing. I think it's super interesting. Um, and then with my blood sugar stuff and, you know, figuring out all of that, I just, over the years. Um, so anyway, so I'm super passionate about it. So I just thought, well, I'm just going to go for it and like get certifications and start my Instagram. Um, before I even, it was mid July in, what is it now? 2020. Okay. So it's been two years. Wait a minute. Yeah, that sounds right. I've lost <laughs> yeah. track of time too. I know. I'm like, what yeah. happened with COVID? I don't even, yeah, I'm like, I don't remember. Yeah. It was before COVID. So it's probably, yeah, that's, that sounds right. I think, anyway, it's been two and a half years. So maybe it was 2019. It'll be three years in July. But anyway, I just thought, I'm just going to go for it and start it and start, you know, posting about my smoothies and about blood sugar meals and just to simplify, because I feel like being healthy can be super confusing in this day and age with all the info overload. So 
I was just like, I'm just going to start posting stuff. So I, um, I just went for it. And then I um, came up with the peachy spoon in like five minutes. I just thought it sounded happy and cheerful and Southern. And I remember my husband was like, you're not even from Georgia. Like, why are you saying peachy? But I just thought it was fun. <laughs> and nobody had it yet, you know. And then now, you know, from there, I finished my certifications and then really started seeing clients. And it's just really blossomed. I feel like the Lord's hands in it. Um, and I, I'm really having fun. I don't feel like I'm running a business or a business owner. Like, I feel like I'm just meeting with friends and trying to help them out to make them feel, feel better and be the healthiest them they can be. Um, so it's really fun. And I, you know, and I love creating recipes to balance blood sugar that are family friendly and all of that stuff. Cause I have kids that, eat, you know, are picky and well, all, all your, that. all your smoothies look so delicious. That's like my favorite part. Honestly, Emily's is the grocery list. Mine is like the overflowing smoothies that look so delicious. Uh, but we were laughing cause we did a pre-call with Meredith yesterday and we were like on our way to Atlanta. It was three o'clock popping peanut butter M or peanut. M &M. <laughs> I was like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, with like, the what is wrong with us? Yeah. Like, I'm like, she is going to need to teach us a lot of things tomorrow. So I love it. I love it. And no, well, it's fine. And you know, all foods fit. I think there shouldn't be good foods, bad foods. And if you're going to pick something fun, peanut M&Ms are where it's at. That's yeah. <laughs> so how would you like suggest people just looking through the lens? Cause I, I think a lot of women struggle with this. And especially like if you're raising teenage girls, you can't be weird about food, you know, like you have to really like you want to take care of your body and teach them to take care of their body, but it's all, you know, food can be awkward for women. Sadly, I wish it wasn't like that. I know it's such a bummer, but yeah, it's like definitely because, um, the kids are watching, you know, and they're I feel watching. like I really try hard, like when there's pizza night or something to have pizza and just be normal with food and enjoy it with your family. That's important for your kids to see you do that and not have a salad in the corner or, you know what I mean? Like, that's okay. But in the same breath, I think a lot of the time in diet culture, you're like, well, I've screwed up the weekend because I had pizza Friday night. So diet starts Monday. Well, as soon as we're like 35, that doesn't work anymore. Like you're going to be slowly gaining five pounds every week. Like we can't restrict during the week to, to gain back. So I'm always like, have the pizza. You haven't cheated on anything. Like, you know, immediately move on back to your usual routine. And a lot of the time you can do pretty balanced in, in, in stuff during the day and all that, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, so I feel like we have to be really careful with the words we say, like good food, bad food around the kids. Um, the word calories, that's not a great thing. Like just, you know, just if you can, you can, there are foods that are more nutrient dense. You can say, you know, that might give you a tummy ache. Let's have a meal before we have dessert and that kind of stuff. Like that's a healthy relationship with food. It shouldn't be a free for all either. But I mean, I have Doritos in my pantry right now because I don't want them to, to only have organic, perfect stuff and then binge at their friend's house, because that is what that leads to, too. So there's definitely, you know, there's freedom in like a gentle structure. I don't always have Doritos. I don't always have Cokes and stuff, but we do have that some so that they can, you know, of course, they also usually eat what I cook, too, and we have fruit and healthy stuff. But I think it's important just to have some structure of what's nutritious, but not always, you know, talking about, oh, if I could just lose those five more pounds and not like yeah. our words, it's all we talk about. And a lot of us that are more like 30, 40, 50, we grew up with our mom on a diet a lot, a lot of yeah. us. So I think that's just like, we grew up hearing it in our house. Like mom was always doing Weight Watchers or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's just, a, you think that's just normal talk, like, like at the Thanksgiving table, it's normal talk to talk about what we're doing after Christmas, what diet we're doing. It's like, can't we just enjoy Thanksgiving and not talk about how we're yeah. going to restrict later? Like you don't have to explain why you're having pie. Just have pie and enjoy it or don't, if you don't want it, you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. Yeah. like America, we just have a jacked up 
relationship with food and it's normal to talk about all the diets and how we're bad because we're having this. It's like, oh, I'll be good tomorrow and I'll go to the gym tomorrow and all that. And I just think, just think before you speak and don't say those kind of things because they're not life giving yeah. to children. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think too, when, when I look at your content, I think there's a lot of focus. I mean, you can see that like in your content where there's a lot of grace that's given to the fact that we're all like busy, where many of us are juggling jobs and kids and, you know, just busy lives and you have to, you know, find something that works. And I think that's why I was originally so drawn to your content because when I saw it, it's like, that's something that I can do. You know, yes. it didn't feel like this not is approachable or like, I'm going to have to, you know, hire somebody to cook for me so that I can actually, you know, like, yeah. it, it's just, you know, and even like, I love whole 30. Like for me, that was something because it was just focusing on eating real foods. Of course, yes. I didn't like lose any weight either though, because yeah. I think I just enjoyed eating all the real foods, <laughs> but, but, you know, I did feel better and I did notice a difference in my ups and downs and my energy levels. But so if you were like talking to somebody like us who clearly, I'm not mean to put Lauren in the camp, but she was eating peanut M&Ms with me. We were both. Um, <laughs> where we would both you, were popping up. that's right. So yeah. where would you suggest somebody start? Like if, if you're meeting with somebody for the first time with a one-on-one, like what are some of your first tips that you give them to like how to start adding these healthy practices into their life? Yeah, I think really we just have to simplify. I think as you know, if you're in a busy season of life, even if you don't have kids, you just work full time. I mean, it, I think it, it does help to kind of have a game plan for your meals about like 24 hours at a time. And I think the Lord just gives us enough grace for that amount of time too. Like I think a perfect Tupperware meal prep where like Monday, you know, what you're having for lunch Friday. That's not very fun and not in life giving or nobody. But wants I don't really know what I want for lunch on Friday. Cause it right, exactly. remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Like I can't imagine being that organized, but I wish I was. I know. So it does help to have like groceries in the pantry, like have some protein prep. Maybe when you like, are cooking dinner, throw in another pound of taco meat, and then you can have it for, you'll have leftovers a little longer or have that for lunch or something like that. I think protein's the main thing that it's really important to get our protein in to nourish our body and muscle, the muscles, mm -hmm. bones, and your brain so that you're not, you know, slow metabolism as you age, like muscles, I mean, protein's king. So I think that if you're going to meal prep anything, like buy some groceries, like get a rotisserie chicken, you know, make sure there's eggs in the fridge, or if you enjoy smoothies, you know, like a protein powder, cottage cheese, yogurt, that kind of stuff. But, um, but anyway, I think just planning your day like 24 hours at a time, a lot of my recipes are crock pot recipes because I'm in the season of life with kids with a lot of activities. And so, I mean, you can throw, you know, four or five chicken breasts with some salsa and a crock pot and you can have tacos for dinner without, you know, if you didn't do that and plan ahead, you might get home at seven and like, forget it, we'll just get takeout. There's just nothing wrong with takeout, but it is more inflammatory oils. Um, they use MSG a lot. Like it's not as good. Like you're not going to be as healthy. There's more sodium that kind of thing. So I think, and it would save money. So it's like a little game plan. I even just plan to cook really like three nights a week. And a lot of the nights it's leftovers or eggs, or of course, takeout happens too. Um, but I think just to simplify, but have a game plan for your meals. Another thing that's big with starting out um, is breakfast. Like a lot of the times ladies, it's a big shift with breakfast. Breakfast sets the tone for hunger and cravings all day. So it doesn't matter if it's at seven in the morning or if you practice intermittent fasting and you have breakfast at nine or 11 or whatever, but that first meal sets the tone for hunger and craving. So if you don't get that balance down and get enough protein, if you're having too many carbs or you just have a bar or something like that, you're going to be hangry and eat like half the pantry in the afternoon. And that's just a normal body's response to that blood sugar spike crash that you started at breakfast. 
Um, so anyway, so that's why I'm real passionate about that blood sugar balance because if you're super high or super low, it you know for me it caused anxiety. I was you know yelling at my kids more, just all of that mood swings, a lot of that kind of stuff. And I actually even I don't want to be an advertisement for it, but I did get off Zoloft once I learned how to like nourish my body well because I wasn't near as anxious or moody and all of that. So I think it's just so many things to like nourish your body properly and feel good. So yeah, I would get enough protein at breakfast. All my smoothies are complete balanced meals. You know, all my recipes are for free on Instagram and they're all that perfect balance of the just right amount of protein. Um, I have suggestions on the just right amount of eggs or in toast or whatever. You know, all my recipes are super balanced and I try to make it simple. Um, yeah. Well, so if we're looking for this information, so if you want recipes or some of your, is all of it on Instagram or do you have a, a webpage? Like what's, and I know you also would love for you to share about your cookbook that's coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah thanks. Yeah. So it's all on my Instagram. I have like a Pinterest and TikTok too, but Instagram's where most everything is. And there's even, yeah. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with Instagram, there's even, you know, there's like um, posts and reels. And then there's a little, a book that is for guides. And I have okay. my, I have all my recipes organized in the guides and there's like all the lunch recipes, all the smoothies, all the protein oats, all the dinners. And so that's the quickest, easiest way to find recipes for sure. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's awesome. I can't wait to go. Yeah, that really helps. But I do, I have a cookbook. It's titled um, Well-Made because I think the Lord made us so well and perfectly, but we don't know how to nourish our bodies properly necessarily. So um, that should be coming out really soon. If I've self-published it and I've had some hiccups along the way and I'm learning as I go, I thought it would be out in November and then we're still waiting on it and it's, you know, it's February. So anyway, so that'll be out soon and it has over a hundred recipes. So there's. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's a lot in there. There's like. That's smoothies, awesome. And is it um, going to be like an ebook or a regular, like it'll be published. It'll be, it'll be published. So I'm going to do paperback and hardback. So great. Okay. I know I'm excited. I'm still the generation that wants paper on the counter, you know. I need to I don't yeah. have my recipes memorized, so I'm looking for them too. Always <laughs> on, on on Instagram, so I'm excited too. Yeah, That's I love that. So good. And you'll sell it through Amazon. I think we're still. I think I might just do a Shopify on my website. It turns mm -hmm. out so so with learning with the publishing and everything. Um, you know, it's not very cheap to do. A, if, if you're doing a regular book, it's a little bit better um, money wise. But like with a cookbook, it's colored, high quality, glossy paper. So it's a little bit more expensive to publish each one, like just to have it made. So I figured out like I would have to charge like $70 per book on Amazon to even just mm -hmm. come out even. Um, so I think I'm just going to try to, to make it, it's not going to be a big money maker. That's fine. But I'm going to try to do it so it's not ridiculously expensive and just sell it myself. So I don't have to pay Amazon. Well, yeah. tell us about, because we're actually publishing a book too and um you there's there's no real clear path to that so like tell us what you just for those of us on the call who may you know also yeah. wish to publish in the future you know tell us sort of what you've learned how you decided to do this your thought process around the book yeah and usually you know it's hard to get a book deal and it takes two years to and to um publish with a publisher and that kind of stuff yeah. and you don't make money so um, I was like, I just want to do this quick to get my recipes out there. Um, and usually you do make more money when you self-publish, but with a cookbook, it's not quite always like that. Like I said, because the production's so expensive, but um, I really researched that. At first I went with Ingram Spark because they were supposed to, you know, have the best paper quality. Um, and it turned out last minute, like I have a copy um, sitting right there. Like the, I got it to test it and the paper is just kind of dull. It, looked, it doesn't, it didn't look very good quality. It's not the glossy paper I thought. So we switched to Lulu 
um, and we're doing them. They actually are a little bit more expensive, but I think it's a smaller company. So I feel like we can talk to them um, on the phone if we wanted to. I feel like Ingram Spark, we had a lot of questions and then, you know, it's a chat box and then you don't really get your answer. Yes. You know, it's, it's kind of a lot because you have to have that book in PDF form. I did work with um, the girl that did my logo and my website. She's in Texas. And so I worked with her and she had done eBooks before, but she's never done regular like published paper books. Mm-hmm. And so we were learning as we go with that too, because she had never done it. So I probably, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very loyal and I really liked her, but I probably should have gone with somebody that has done the paper books before, because that might've been a little quicker yeah. too, but I feel like she was great and she's done great, but it's been a lot of learning. Like even the page numbers, uh, the pages were off or like the, like a picture of chili wasn't with the chili recipe. Like it was just oh, off yes. one. And it was like, they didn't tell us about that plain white piece of paper in the front, like just silly stuff like that, where yeah. like, it's just been a lot of tweaking and learning as I go. Um, but it's been a great experience so far. So yeah, I mean, right now it's getting published right now with Lulu and it should be at my house. And then if it looks great, then I'll just go ahead and order. I think I'm going to order like 500 and just order a bunch and I'm yes. just going to have an assistant mail them for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good, I love that. That's yeah. a great word. Well, I yeah. love, you know, you sharing a little bit about, um, you know, work, you, you I know as startups, like you end up working with somebody and you feel really loyal to them. And and sometimes it's hard to make that decision of like, is this the right person for the job? You know, do I need to build out my team? How, I mean, when you first started your Instagram, it sounds like you were starting, you just wanted to like educate people. Like it wasn't really, was it meant to be a business from the beginning or like how, how are you thinking about it? And then how have you made changes along the way to, to accommodate your success? Cause I, I mean, you have a ton of followers, like everybody knows who you are. And uh, I know we started at the same time and we don't. Yeah. So <laughs> you did something better than us. Well, it's the recipes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm sure. You yeah. know, it's the info, but yeah, it started out just as educational, but I did have that stirring in my heart where I was like, I feel like I need to be working or doing something. So, I mean, I was working on my certification. Yeah. So I think I thought it could be something where I see right. um, clients here and there, but I didn't know that it would, in six months, it would be an LLC and I'd be booked out four months ahead. And it would be like this full-time business because yeah. I am not a go-getter and one that was always been like, I want to own a business. Like that's not really my thing, but it was a blessing too, that my husband is in sales and he's very, he's got that personality, you know, and so he's been very helpful I'm more shy. I'm more introverted. I can put recipes out there and I actually am not introverted on Instagram because I'm just talking to my phone. Um, but like, you know, like I'm kind of like an introverted we have extrovert. this conversation all the time because we say extroverts have a hard time on Instagram because yes. I feel like in order to like to engage, I need you sitting. I mean, I can do it on zoom, but like to like, I can do these. Yeah. yeah, but like if, if I was just to pick up my phone and talk to my phone, it, it feels so weird that like I can't get past it. And Lauren's introverted my, yeah. and can pick up that phone and talk all day. I'm like, I, I think it's an introverted, extroverted thing. I think it is, and I've never it. heard that. So that's cool that it, I'm, I that actually it think, is a thing, you know? <laughs> I think it's a thing because we go to these conferences and I'm constantly stressed out, like doing downward facing dogs, like a day yeah. of extroversion, hype up, hype up. And she's like, you are so weird. And then I'm like, she gets in front of the camera and she's like a stone person. And I was why, why are you like, why are you the way that you are? You know, I like, love anyways, it. I love it. Isn't that funny? Maybe because there's no feedback of like their facial expression towards me. I'm not overthinking if I'm saying something wrong or I don't know what it is, but it yeah. is yours. Anyway, I don't remember what I was talking about, but it was Instagram was started to be 
yeah, educational, but maybe have some clients here and there. But yeah, yeah. it's turned into like a, a business. Because well, you basically have two businesses. You're meeting with your clients one-on-one and have the nutritional coaching. And then you've got now this Instagram empire. Yeah, yeah This world of, you know, product placements. And I know you're very careful about doing that, but, you know, and then learning that whole thing. So you're really learning, you know, two different. I'm learning as I go, for sure. Yeah, I, I get emails like probably, I'd say lately about five a day of people wanting me to, you know, a paid post for like a type of food or a, a lot of the time it's vitamins and stuff. And I always just say, I'm not taking on any collabs right now just because I don't want it. Now there's anything wrong with that. Like if that's your Instagram, you're trying to make money on make paid posts, that's fine. But I just want to share things that I actually buy and I'm super passionate about and I like, like, I don't want to try your vitamin and see if I like it and then post about it. Like I just, I like that just feels like extra to me and, and stresses yeah. me out. So I try to not do that, but I do have coupon codes and make money in that way for sure. So do most of your one-on-ones come through traffic through your Instagram or is yes. it word of mouth? It's well, it's through Instagram, but it's usually, you know, when I sit down with somebody or zoom, if it's virtual, um, I always ask how they heard about me. And a lot of the time it's like, well, my sister-in-law met with you, or I went on a girl's trip and two of them met with you and loved it and love how they feel. And it's usually word of mouth, but at the same time, some people are like, I don't know. I found you on Instagram. because Somebody shared a recipe and then yes. I just gelled with your personality or something like that and they ended up liking me but it does make the world feel smaller because I would say I mean probably 30 percent are local here in Birmingham but I have a lot of -of out-of-state um even like Colorado California and then like New York like just really all over of course the south and southeast but I even had one recently in Australia and so that was crazy that's neat I know it's really cool and I'm like that makes Instagram kind of neat though you know it's like wow like you can reach all these people and we're all the same and we just want to feel good and yeah. be a good mom or a good wife or, you know, just feel good and um, nourish our bodies. We all just have that same goal and don't want to overthink and all that. So will you tell me a little bit or tell us about um, like how much time you spend on Instagram, not just like scrolling, like we all do, but like really on the business of the Instagram business. I do um, reply back to every comment and answer every DM right now. And I do all that myself still. I don't have like a social assist, what's that, whatever that's called, virtual assistant. I don't have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably, I would say, I mean, it's probably a couple hours a day if I added it all. Yeah. But what takes time too is doing the recipes or like making the reels for those. And then, you know, I have like the recipes in the notes on my phone and I have to copy and paste. And that kind of stuff takes a lot of time. Um, for that, you know, make sure the words are right on the recipe. I don't want to mess anything up with that kind of stuff. So that part, I'm not on Instagram, but I'm working for Instagram. You know, that still is yeah. a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually being on Instagram is probably at least a couple hours a day. That yeah. I'm work, you know, working. But I try to have those boundaries and shut it off in the evening and not get on there or get on my personal account where I just want to look at decorating and not think about food or clients or that kind of stuff. I really try to shut it down. But there's something in my personality where the, I struggle with that. Like I'm I'm a people pleaser a little bit, so I'm, I'm struggling. Um, so I'm always learning as I go. I'm trying to learn to really set those boundaries and not work on the weekends and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So tell us what it feels like. So if you're working on the one-on-one clients, like when, when you reach out to work with you, kind of what are the options? What services do you offer? So I always start with a one hour consultation. And a lot of the time, really my goal is for them to only need that. I allow them to text me for the, a week after that if they have any questions, because I want them to be able to just do that and be fine. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that would be, they get like all the info on my client portal, which is like dining out guide, like what to order balanced blood sugar meals at all restaurants and most fast food and like healthy eating swaps and a lot of info about metabolic flexibility and just the science stuff about balancing your blood sugar and being healthy and why you'd want to do these things. Um, but I really sit down with them and I love the one-on-one part because I can take like a teacher, they have to eat at certain times in the day. So it's like, how can this work for you? Like your meal timing to get the appropriate protein in to not slow metabolism, like the meal timing is really important. And so I try to break it down with foods they actually like and aren't allergic to. If they can't do dairy, we'll figure it out. If they're vegetarian, we'll figure it out. It makes it a little harder, but we'll figure it out. Like how can you get that balance in without going crazy high in carbs with quinoa and stuff like that? It's starchy. Um, so anyway, so it's very one-on-one approach and I go through their exercise. We talk about supplements, um, but I really just talk about the ones I do. Like since I'm not a registered dietitian, I, I have met with an attorney. Um, and so I'm trying to very be, you know, check my boxes on that. I don't do meal plans. That's illegal unless you're a dietitian. So I don't do meal plans, but I'm always like, I want you to eat. Like, I feel like meal plans are temporary anyway. I'm not a fan of those. I feel like it's, if you're, that's kind of on the wagon, off the wagon kind of thing where like, when you're off the meal plan and you don't know what to eat. It's like, you still didn't learn how to eat and fuel yourself with food you like. So I would rather teach them how, if you don't like smoothies, you're not going to do smoothies. That's fine. They're optional. Like how um, individually to like have that routine that would be doable, you know, cooking three nights a week if you can, that kind of stuff. Um, But from there, if they need more help, especially if you're like an emotional eater or have struggled with eating disorders or anything like that, um, I do have monthly clients that were like, it's texting unlimited and a 30 minute call every week. And then if you're local, we can go to the grocery store together and do a grocery store tour and come up with some easy meals to throw together. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but that's kind of what it looks like. But I would say like 95% do great with just the consultation. And then I have an all apart service of like a 30 minute call, like a check-in call if they ever need that, like a month later or in six months, if they've hit a plateau and they really want to lose five more pounds, like how can we make that happen? Or after a vacation to have a little reset or something like that, or just tighten the rein some, or if they have questions, if that's an option too. And I don't have a wait list for those. So it's like a last minute, they could text me and I could talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and tell us about the um, healthy eating swaps. What's that? Cause I yeah. want to do that. It's little things like grocery lists, like for example, like if you're like the healthy oils and not as healthy oils, um, like olive oil, like the fruit oils are the healthiest and don't cause inflammation, like olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, and grass-fed butter. Those are the healthy fats that are great for, you know, thyroid health and everything. Um, too many nuts aren't the best for if you have some thyroid issues and that kind of stuff. Um, and then also like coconut aminos are a great healthy swap for soy sauce just to lessen, you know, the processed soy that can affect our estrogen, but also, you know, coconut aminos are just made from coconuts. They have a little bit of sugar, but it's, it's a great swap. Um, like with those kind of things. So just kind of grocery swaps or healthier pastas or the hearts of palm pasta, if you want to skip your starch and do more of a lower carb dinner and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we want to read you this comment because obviously what you're doing is impactful actually for people, even at Wealth Edit members. So, so we are so glad that you came on. Um, It says from Kitty, thanks to consulting with Meredith, I was able to treat to tweak some of my misconceptions, black beans aren't protein and eating habits, more protein at breakfast to really help balance my blood sugar. Huge fan girl over here. So I love it. good that work. Makes me happy. 
Yeah. That's so awesome. I love it. Well, and that's why I'm passionate because I feel like it, it doesn't have to be so hard, y'all. You know, yeah. we can do it. <laughs> we can do it. Well, and it takes like once you know how to do it, it's almost like there's a little guidebook in your head and it's it takes the mental margin out of like thinking so much about food. Because even if if you're not making a little bit of planning choices before, then you're kind of left like, oh my gosh, what am I going to have for lunch? Ah, I don't have time for lunch. I know. You know, like yeah. you do that kind of stuff in your head all day and then you've wasted all this energy that just is unnecessary. So, right. um, yeah. well, if we you let your stomach call the shots, you're going to have chips and salsa for lunch. If you let the ground stomach call the shots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we are so grateful that you came on the Wealth Edit. We're going to ask you this question, and I want everyone to stay on for a second because I want to talk about the Wealth Edit weekend that's coming up. But um, uh, Meredith, thank you. We always ask all of our guests why you said yes to the Wealth Edit. Oh, I love it. Well, I said yes because I love the y'all are in Birmingham too. And also, I mean, I feel like we're just all learning as we go. And I, I am not a money expert or a business expert, but I'm learning as I go. And I think it is super important to be wise with our money um, just because it can be a stress to be in debt, you know, and also that can be a coping mechanism that isn't super healthy to be shopping all the time too. That could be, you know, just like emotional eating or drinking alcohol, or it can be like a band-aid for um, emotions to always be shopping or spending our money. So I think it's super cool what y'all are doing. And I've learned every time I go on y'all's Instagram, I learn a lot about even just returning. I'm the worst at returning stuff. And so <laughs> Isn't that's that super helpful for me. Yeah. Oh, I had a Zara box, like walk around, like ride around in the car with me for two weeks. I'm like, that is pathetic. Like what, what are we do as I say, not as I do. And day. I don't know if it's the that's introvert in me. Like, I don't want to talk to people about it. I don't yeah. know if it's that the introvert yeah. in me that just wants to hide and just be like, I'll just eat the money, whatever. Um, yeah. who knows? I put, I've started putting reminders on my phone, like as a, like when I normally leave work to like go stop at the UPS store, because it's like, I will come up with every reason not to go return mm -hmm. stuff. And now at yeah. least for some reason, if that pops up, I'm like, okay, great. I've got to do it. But, um, yeah, anyway, I do, I, I appreciate that. It is a, it's a hard, especially in this world where we're ordering more and more. Yes. So yeah. tell everybody about our weekend. Okay. So we have Meredith, thank you. We're just going to take one minute and talk about our event yeah. for since the dawn of the wealth edit, which was international women's day in 2020, we shut down as a country about four days later, we wanted to do in-person events with the wealth edit. So we've kind of done like these little tiny ones where we could to sort of acknowledge social distancing and it's just been not what we wanted. So now that numbers are down, we are going to do our first Wealth Edit Weekend in Birmingham. It's April 22nd and 23rd. And the way we're going to do it, Emily and I went to this conference a couple of weeks ago and it was like a speed dating, but so we're going to do speed dating for financial services. So you'll be able to like choose your path. And we've heard, I mean, every woman on this call is extremely busy because I know each of you personally. And it sometimes it's hard to come to like all the content that we throw out. Um, and I appreciate that y'all go back and listen, but we really want you to give us 48 hours so that we can really help personally navigate you to be as good with money as you possibly can be. So if you can come, we would love to have you. And we've put where the member pricing is going to be for this week. And of course, if you're a member, you get that pricing. It's $199. It's just to cover the cost of the event. We're bringing in, we're having a cocktail party with Amano. We're bringing in Stephanie Hall from Charleston, who runs Estelle Colored Glass. So she's going to share her story of how she built her business. And like, and we're really going to limit this to 50 spots so that we get that sort of intimate networking engagement that we'd always hoped at the wealth of it. 
So hopefully, if you can, there's a registration link within Mighty Networks, which is our backend site, which all of you have the login for. But go on and register. It would be so great. And um, we're going to open it up to other people next week, and we'll do an email communication about it. But if you think about it and you're free, I promise you it will be worth your time. And if it's not, then we will refund your money. Like it's just going to be, it really is. That sounds so weird, but I'm like, they need a come because it's going to be so yeah. good. It, I know we're so excited about it and the lineup is great. And it's, I feel like just imagine if you could look at a list of all the financial topics and like, oh yes, I have a question about, you know, you know, funding my retirement account or whether it's, investments like I just want to know more about investments or life insurance do I need it or do I need an estate plan like what do these documents mean all those different things we're going to be covering them um, and we hope it's a, just a way to get everybody you know we talk about this a lot it's all in one place where you kind of leave and you feel like okay I at least I've had the opportunity to talk to these people but now I really have a game plan of like what I need to do in order to be good with money. So yeah. we're really excited about it. So thank y'all for letting us give a little yeah, plug. Yeah, give a little plug because we really, I mean, we really want it. We we almost look at this like a fresh start for the wealth edit now that we're finally, like hopefully out, like coming out of pandemic times. Like that would be, I know, an upgrade for all of us. And we were talking to someone last night. I'm like, I think I used to be fun. I don't even think I'm fun anymore, you know, because I haven't like had proper socialization in two years, which yeah. was hard for me from the get go. So um, <laughs> anyway, but we're really appreciative of all y'all and Meredith, thank you for hanging on the line with us and sharing all of your knowledge. And yeah, thanks for having me. It's great. So thank y'all. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.